0: We've had some pretty major revelations. There's a lot more to come, and with only one episode left, the big question remains, will they stick the landing? Welcome to Panelism, the podcast where we talk about the comics and graphic novels worth having on your shelf and more. I'm Taylor Trask. I'm Todd A. And this is another watching episode, uh, specifically watching The Watchman. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, we're going to have other things to watch too, you guys. Like this is, a, and yeah, I did a little, if you, if, I don't know if you missed it. I did a little Dr. Sleep sort of watching kind of mini-sode. But we've got, we just talked before we started recording. We're going to do, I think we're going to do Silicon Valley coming up at some point. Maybe His Dark Materials, which I'm loving, absolutely loving. Um, you haven't jumped into that one yet, have you? No, I have not. I haven't, yeah, not at all. Yeah, so we have more of that, and we're, we, we're going to talk about more books coming up soon, too. So look forward to that, and after last episode, I think maybe less on the Apple uh, uh, promos.
1: <laughs> Just a yeah, little bit. Our, our pilot episode of uh, <laughs> Tech Talk with Todd That's right. Taylor. The, Todd, uh, yeah, a T- Taylor. T squared or whatever it was. Um, yeah, we didn't. Um, it took us a while to get to the actual show that we were reviewing. I'll tell you what, I'm ready to jump back into books at some point. Yeah, um, I, You and I were also talking about um, some stuff coming up because I've have a stupid TBR pile as I always do, but it is even worse now. Um, oh, hey! On yeah. that
0: note, so on that, I'm glad you brought that up. On that note, uh, this weekend, I and I posted on Instagram uh, a week or two ago as well to this effect. But I became painfully clear to me that I need to start winnowing down my my collection. So I really took a hard look at my shelves and and actually have a nice little stack of stuff that um, I am passing on to other generations. And some of them we nice. may even doing some giveaways. Some of it's not really. They were just mediocre books from the beginning, but there's a few that I'm like, ooh, this would, you know, for example, uh, I'm a big Injustice Gods Among Us fan, and for a hot second, I thought I was going to collect them all in like sort of their omnibus uh, (laughs) trade paperbacks, and I have in my hands right now the uh, Year One Complete Collection, which is killer, but when you add up all the years, it is like a whole shelf just for the Injustice Gods Among Us, and I uh, ended up buying every... Uh, issue digitally anyway on comixology which i prefer for that particular story so i'm just gonna i have a, a pretty much mint condition injustice guys among us year one and we'll probably give that away at some point i've got some other cool stuff um what i don't have if, if you're a fan of the show i have not uh, i do not have in my stack a um red mask for mars which i have purchased three times and have given back three or have donated three times <laughs> I am no longer purchasing that book, so don't look forward to that, but I have some is other Is that cool the early stuff. Hickman? Yeah, that's like Hickman's yeah. third or fourth thing, so it was like, you know, after Nightly News and after Pax Romana, he's like, I'm gonna work with a, another illustrator who's not me, and it's it just a lot of interesting yeah. but ill-formed ideas that, you know... I,
1: You've described when, this on a previous episode where you're like, you know, I got to be a completist. <laughs> I
0: do. When I bought it three times, about three separate times because I'm like each time I'm like maybe this is like a Bowie album and I just don't I'm just not I haven't caught up to him yet. And then, you know, you read it and you're just like, uh, ah, no, nah, this is just terrible. And then and the other thing is it's Hickman, right? So you want to make sure you, you're almost like how could he do anything bad? And then you know, like all creators there's there are some rare misses and that is certainly certainly one of them. So more on that. Hey, by the way, I'm as we're getting ready to go here. I have the Watchmen uh, fandom wiki page pulled up because we're going to talk Watchmen on HBO. And right off to the side in their sidebar, there is a Discord chat window. And I know previously we talked about maybe starting a Slack channel, maybe starting a Reddit channel or something. Maybe Discord is the that uh, is
1: one that I've brought up that might yeah um, you know it's I'm seeing it more and more. So I think if anyone has an opinion on that, please let us know through instagram
0: <laughs> if you're a discord fan and and i have not uh, i maybe i'm really I feel like an old man like what is this discord these kids are using these days i might get a get a little chat going i just it's interesting that we're kind of almost going backwards now where remember when we were for, late 90s mid 90s late 90s like aol instant messenger was it that was all i mean basically what is social media slack skype All of that now—that was just AIM for the longest time. Like AIM was like the the currency of the internet. Now it feels like we're kind of like chats, you know, chat bots and chat windows and all this kind of stuff and private networks. Like we're going back to it, and I'm kind of—I don't know—it's it's it's nostalgic, but I also think it's it's probably a good direction to go in.
1: I agree, and I think it's a good direction to go into because all the the promise of social media we've watched be undone over the last four years by like bots and you know. Influence campaigns, for for lack of a better term, like, you know, how does one of the Kardashian children influence us on Discord, like in a chat? You know, they just, <laughs> they just pop in. And like, I see you I guys are talking about D and D. Have you tried out my new D and D flavored perfume? <laughs> like, it's just, I, you know, it's a tougher way to in, enter. It's like it's actually a more authentic human you know, interaction than Facebook or Twitter or Instagram these days. So.
0: It is. And you're right. It's, it's less, but man, I, as you were saying that out loud, it's, it's, I've been painfully aware of it because a lot of my work overlaps with the collapse of social media. Um, well, let's be more honest, the collapse of specifically Facebook, Twitter, like the kind right. of the four or five there's, I mean, Pinterest is still considered social media and it's doing just fine. Like no right. one, no one has any problem. You don't, you can't get bear baited into political debate on Pinterest. At least I don't think you can. It'd be very difficult. So it's like there's aspects of social media that's working. Um, and it's just I we just we've sort of been in this malaise for a little while. But it's 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 interesting to me that you you're right. In four years, it's 2019. Somewhere around mid to late 2015, it just all shit the bed, and it's like wow, yeah. wow that happened fast. And it's just like this thing that, you know, I used to remember I used, back in my day, I went on to Facebook to talk to friends, not to fight with enemies. And now it's just like, ooh.
1: <laughs> well, uh, how do you feel about how the second episode of Tech Talk with Todd and Taylor is going? That's right.
0: <laughs> this is another this is another cover episode. No,
1: no, okay. no. detour. Watchmen. Let's talk. Um, Watchmen.
0: Let's do Watchmen. No more. Tech. I mean,
1: I, yeah. So basically, like we were when we were chatting before we hit record, I, I was like, I'm overwhelmed with, with stuff to talk about. Not that I don't have any formed opinions on it. Um, you, you have a helpful guide um, for us to, to go from, but quick takeaway, like, are you in the last two episodes? Cause we haven't talked about it for two episodes. So we're talking about episodes seven and eight. Are you still processing it? Do you think you got a good hand on it? We learned a couple things that went a certain direction. What, you know, what's your feeling?
0: Well, it's interesting. I, I, I thought about all that. I'm actually, I, I was super into them, but it's clear that, like, from episode six on, it it's almost like they they spent the time building this Watchmen adjacent kind of universe that was really interesting and kind of nuanced. And there's familiar, you know, familiar stuff from the book, but it's it's almost more in the background. As much as I love Gene Smart killing it as Laurie Blake, she wasn't like the main character, right? It was all in the background after from episode six on it's like oh no 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 the book is it's like the book got thrust right into our faces like remember this remember dr Manhattan remember like it's just so it's, it was kind of jarring to have that like the Canon pushed so far back in to our face um that was a that took a little adjustment and now I'm I can't wait to go back and watch everything uh not I'll probably binge it but like you know watch it within like a weekend right like all 10 episodes or sorry all nine episodes that was the other surprising thing—I thought we still had two more—and when at the Ooh. end of uh, at the end of episode eight, they're like one more episode. I'm like, wait, they're ending on nine. Yep. Is that symbolic? Is that just production? Like, what is that about? Because most of these HBO shows are ten. Very strange. Yeah. Um, well, so on
1: on something you said there about now that they they've run head on into canon, uh, uh, let's talk about something that's that's a big canon thing that. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Manhattan lives among us. Yeah. Um, what is your first big takeaway from that?
0: <laughs> uh, my first big takeaway was I was correct. I completely called it. If you go back into, I think, even our first watching episode where we talk about one and two, um, I said he's probably you know, – I think I gave a couple different theories. Yeah. But yeah, I said, Cal, I definitely said Cal. I'm like, he's probably going to be Cal. I thought maybe if he's not Cal, he's their uh, he's their adopted son because um, there were some right. interesting little, little – nuance there too. And that was kind of, I think, I don't think he, I made a third prediction. Did I? I just, it was, it was I clear. Say, I, I would say you Caled it. Yeah, I Caled it. I mean, that was, if it wasn't going to be Cal, I was, I was actually more shocked if it wasn't revealed to be him. So when we see, oh, it is him at the end of seven, it's like, aha. And it's interesting. It's more, it's less the, you know, and a lot of people were shocked by that, Fair enough. It's it was less that for me and more like, ooh, they're dropping this nugget right here and now toward, you know, closer to the end. So it's not so much, you know, the mystery like who is Dr. Manhattan? Like that wasn't. That, thankfully that was not you know threaded like JJ Abrams through the entire series only to be disappointed it was just kind of this little nugget and they you know they never showed him really and there's some some you know people kind of you know will was like maybe I'm Dr Manhattan <laughs> you know there's kind of some flippant sort of jokes about it to almost sort of throw you off the scent or to make you to, just to show you that, that that is not the most important thing and then it turns out to be the most important thing like everything in the show hinges on Dr Manhattan now all of a sudden both in terms of Angela as the main character, but also the seventh Cavalry's plan, Lori Blake's involvement in that plan, like Lady True's involvement in that plan, like everything now hinges yeah. that guy. And I ask you, sir, you mentioned, uh, maybe two or three episodes ago, you had said like, I hope he doesn't show up at all. I Correct. hope. Uh, and, and so to you, did this disappoint you that we got to see and, and, And I should be very clear, it wasn't that he was, uh, you know, thrust back into it, but that we actually do get to see him. It was, you know, his face and everything, you know, all of him, obviously. I
1: I do like how they revealed it in episode seven. um, That not not just like Angela clocking him in the head. uh, I could have – they could have done it in a nicer way for me. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) But – uh, the way lady true gave you so many details about like, she knows he's here on earth. He's not on Mars. She knew all this stuff. And, and then the way she baits Angela, as she's walking to the elevator and is like, don't you want to know who it is? Like I just told you he's living on earth and you don't seem at all curious about it. You know, um, that I think was like a gentle landing into mm-hmm. it being, uh, Cal. Um, but I, I agree. Like I, I would not agree. I, Uh, I'm not disappointed or anything, but I didn't want to see Dr. Manhattan, Mm -hmm. and it is he is now central to everything, and um, I don't know how I feel about that.
0: Uh, so yeah, do you (laughs) well, it's almost like there's two different shows now kind of competing for importance because. And I'm sure we'll find out in the finale. We haven't seen Looking Glass since episode five. So he's just yep. been gone. And we assume he's probably undercover, or sort of infiltrating the seventh cavalry, but that's, yes, you know, yes, and, yes. and that's fine. But he, they built him up to be such an interesting character to have him just removed from the equation so that we had the room to look at, at John Osterman. Like, I don't know. How, I, it almost yeah. feels like a, it was, it was a really bold move to, to bring Doctor Manhattan in at this juncture, and to just out, out and open, make him Yaya Abdul Mateen. Like it's like, oh no 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 no, it's not just his voice. It's actually gonna. We're just gonna make. We're gonna paint him yeah, blue. Yeah. We're gonna make him naked. Here he is. And it was like, oh wow. Okay. Okay. And it, and for to HBO's credit, and probably for for budget reasons too. Like you know, he's glowing and sort of the traditional Doctor Manhattan for a little bit, but a lot of it, it's just a painted blue Yaya Abdul Mateen. So yeah. that was interesting. But then it's like, so so in, in some ways there was this courageous move to like, you know, say, hey, we are going to show you Dr. Manhattan it's going to be a little different than you think. And we're just, we're going to commit to it and we're going to make it more grounded than the Zack Snyder version of it, which I freaking love. As we know, I loved um, Billy Crudup's version of it and just sort of that, that take on it. But this was interesting too, but it was also kind of, it felt a little, <sighs> felt a little, I, what's, I don't, can't think of the word, not cowardly, but just like they had really mm. spent the time to build up, Hey, we're doing our own thing. It's like I said, it's Watchmen adjacent. There's lady true. There's Angela, there's looking glass. We're going to focus on them. And then to say, yeah, actually, no, we're going to bring in some of these old characters too. like, and granted, the Hooded Justice thing was absolutely – that made sense, right? It's like, oh, we didn't know much about Hooded Justice before. This was a really nice way to sort of fill in that blanks. We have our cake and can eat it too. Great. Um, yeah. But well, then to have I, Looking Glass did, not come back in. I don't, Wade, rather, sorry, not come in. Yeah. Was, you know. Well, and you did
1: catch um, that when Petey goes into Looking Glass's bunker, he says they're definitely Seventh Cavalry because they, they all have Rorschach masks. Well, except one. Mm. And so I'm pretty, you know, pretty sure Looking Glass is wearing that right now.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and then there's another shot when uh, Lori, you know, is is confronted by Keen. And like, I think Keen says something about like, maybe he's here with us or something. There's some throwaway thing of, of like, you know, there's a Rorschach in the background. And I was like, oh, he's, uh, you know, he's there
0: somewhere. Hey, pause there. Do you think, I mean, it's clear to me now, Keen roped in Lori because he, I mean, obviously he knows she's former Silk Spectre and she had a relationship with John and yeah. all that. I'm, I'm guessing he roped her in to use her as a card to manipulate John or to, you know, trigger something. Yeah.
1: This so, is where it all gets really confusing for me. Um, but I mean, I'm sorry to cut you off there. Do you have more about like...
0: I, well, I was going to add on to that. I just don't know if I, especially the way Jean Smart was playing her. I don't love the fact that Laurie is now a damsel in distress. You know, uh, it's like it yeah, exactly. doesn't really and, and maybe it'll it'll all kind of make sense. And again, this all comes back to our original, the very first thing we said on the first watching watchman episode is if Damon Lindelof can stick the landing, this will have all been worth it. And it we're it literally all roads lead to that finale. And it's like, what is he gonna do? Because <laughs> they have set he has stacked so many Jenga pieces up that it's like, man, if you pull one, it, I mean, like the fact if, if Lori yeah. loses her agency as a character in in service of the ending, it'll have been a failure. If Here's one example. I, I worry about this because you're thinking, okay, so the plan, the Seventh Calvary plan, is to take Dr. Mahan, kidnap him, basically steal his power somehow and kill him in the process and then distribute that power to the Seventh Calvary. With an hour of television left, there's only so many things you can do in that time constraint. I feel like I'm already feeling like this is goddamn lost all over again. It's like, they have an hour left. Yeah, yeah. Put it all together. But where I'm, I'm worried they're going is is we've already seen John Osterman when he became Doctor Manhattan became almost detached from the mortal coil so to speak like he became much more less human in the traditional sense and more just like oh it's almost like he had a psychedelic experience he's like oh my god so you almost could imagine if the seven calvary were imbued with this power would they not too just be like racism who cares let's go into the universe and make things and yeah. i wonder if that's going to be just them you know john will say you know john will sacrifice himself to basically prove that point. Like, look, the only way to kill a racist is to open up, you know, is to expand their mind, you know, to, to, to open their awareness, to open their perception so that they're not like, and this is the, I mean, Jesus, what a, what a great way to do it, but that's such a cheap ending. You know, it's like oh, it's yeah, such yeah. An easy, like everything worked out. You know, we were oh just talking God. about Silicon Valley and other shows finales. And it's just like, man, I can't, this has, if, if they, if Damon Lindelof and crew settles into this sort of just, it was all easy in the end. like I that's gonna be a. there's so many things that could be a, that that could get in the way, so much turbulence that has built Hon- up around this plane,
1: you know, honestly, all, all I, I, when I think of episode nine, I picture Poochie leaving uh, Itchy and <laughs> Scratchy. and I must return <laughs> to my home planet now, yeah. and they just, pull the, the cell up. They don't even bother animating
0: it. Um, <laughs> great reference. I love it. I mean, just, are, you, are you concerned about this? Because, I mean, we haven't seen Looking Glass since five, so he'll probably have some heroic moment, but will that, I mean, we haven't seen him. So it's like, well, yeah. I mean, does the audience forget about him at some point? Oh, Not, no way. Forget Not after that episode. But like, yeah. do, you, do you lose your sort of visceral relationship with that character so that when that moment comes, you're like, oh yeah, Looking Glass, that's right. Um, here's some yeah. other... I save well, these for the end. But I'm gonna throw this in here too because it's it's relevant now. There's still little things. Clearly, we're gonna get a season two because there are a lot of things. Think... Hmm. I say that I have two two main questions. Perceptive. You're calling it right now. I'm call it cow right now. I'm gonna call this right now. Number one, we don't know who the hell Lube guy was or where he went or what he was involved in. He just disappeared randomly. Like, who, who was that? Um, that seemed like a pretty important thing that we never came back to. And number two, if Adrian Veidt gets off of Europa and gets back to earth, that's an interesting, like he's back on earth. Now lady Shrew owns his company. There's a lot of cool, interesting stuff there. They're not, they're not just going to leave that. It's like, they've been building Adrian up for a, a purpose. My guess is to be some sort of threat or, or hero mm-hmm. in season two, you know, it's like, where, where else do you go with that?
1: What's well, it's really interesting that you say it because where I was going to go before you, you turned to that was to a similar place, which was like, as you're asking about Looking Glass, like what's his role going to be in the final episode? And I'm thinking like, well, what about Adrian Veidt? You know, we, we got all of the story about him in the last couple episodes, episodes. Yeah. And then that could just be it. He could have just been window dressing like, oh, I that's what happened
0: time? to him. I mean, that seems like a I agree. Just For some away. reason that.
1: That works for me with Adrian, but not because it speaks more to Dr. Manhattan now that we see him, it's like, oh, that was the vehicle to get Dr. Manhattan to lose his memory and powers and et cetera. But um I don't think it works for looking glass. He could not have been just window dressing. You know, like he's no, he's, clearly he's gotta not. have a major, yeah, role in this. Um, what did you think about we we get the solution to the second shooter last night, which yeah. is Dr Manhattan or John in a moment of stress zapped the uh, the 7th Cavalry guy that had shot Angela in the I race. like that. And I had yeah. forgotten
0: there was, we had heard I forgot when we first saw that scene we had heard like a sound. Yeah, like, yeah, and I exactly. I totally forgot about that. So I actually I'm I'm cool with that it makes sense. It actually makes more sense than if the uh, second shooter was Judd because that just seems like yeah, a little too easy or not easy so much as just too cliché like ah, and here he was the whole time and we've sort of We have left Judd behind so long ago that to suddenly have that reveal and have him be there, it would just it would seem muddy. And I just I like this a little better, so I'm glad they did they went this way.
1: Yeah, Um, I I would say like we. So I've got a bunch of questions about the story with Doctor Manhattan, which we've already touched on on several, but we haven't really filled in what we've missed from episode seven, which was um, Angela's detoxing from the nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. So she's at lady true's compound. Um, and there's, there's a great like brief, I always love it when there's like a scientific thing that's explained in a, in a nice way. So it's not just a hand wavy. Don't worry about it Yeah. with the, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to have these crazy flashbacks to your own memory, but that just means it's working. And, and they both like, uh, both lady true and her mother daughter, um, ask her like about those specific things. Like what was the last thing that just, you just occurred? Was it you or was it him? And, you know, so we get this, like, I mean, that was such a freaking genius episode, like banging around through the, the different timelines of Angela's youth and, um, present day. And I, you know, how it fit with will and like all those cool things where like, she would see the scene once as herself and then once as will, like the parallels and stuff. Mm Um, uh, why do you think uh will wasn't there when she woke up
0: <sighs> <sighs> that that is my one complaint about that in that episode a lot of good st- I, I love that they found a clever way to give you her backstory without just doing a bog standard flashback yes um it's like oh no this it's almost like they you know they'd crafted this amazing outline like oh we'll put that there that works perfectly right there and it, it makes sense in story and that was the exact right time to reveal it so just like the the sort of that at that point in the symphony, that is exactly where you put that. But like the, when they open the, when they opened the door and revealed the elephant in the room, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I, I kind of love the double, the sort of double play on that. Oh it's yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah It makes sense too. Cause like why, <sighs> you know, if they had been Will in there, that would have made sense as well. But it's just like, well, I mean, she's got a lot of crap that they have to download into this elephant. It, and it also kind of shows the sort of, uh, moral gray area that lady true operates in we got two of those moments you know the one that's like she's oh yeah she's i'm assuming this is animal cruelty i'm assuming the elephant doesn't enjoy this um you know, having these terrible things pumped into its head and then we get a second one right after that very shortly after that she's like oh yeah that's my mom i'm like my daughter is actually my mom i'm raising her i'm gonna implant her with memories too it's like oh christ my
1: mom and i downloaded all her memories jesus
0: and then and then Um, but then 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 the the sort of like and my dad's coming too (laughs) and it's like wait what who's that i mean so there. that's another little nugget that's like you know who's her dad i mean we don't have time to get into that right now so it's just all these things kind of necessitate a second season yeah well and i love the play
1: on on the elephants never forget thing and of course that's where you're going to download all your memories
0: yeah (laughs) i just i don't understand why will wasn't there like he knows that she took all his nostalgia. He knows that she right. now is, you know, she survived. And so she's probably got, you know, she knows everything about him. Why the hell wouldn't he be there to offer a context comfort, you know, yeah. something to actually finally bond with this woman who, you know, he didn't even know existed a couple, you know, 10 years prior. And it's like, well, Oh, you know, it just, it seemed odd that he wouldn't be there.
1: And so this, this brings up so many questions in my mind. It's like, one is that maybe Part of their plan is that he actually has to be out there being hooded justice in some way to bring Mm -hmm. down the 7th Cavalry. Um, Another thing is that if he had been there, he might have been the link that helped explain it to Angela like, look, she's not crazy. You know, this all sounds crazy, but now you know it's not because you saw my memories. But the other thing that builds on that is that I think – like Angela played it off like she thought Lady True was crazy, but because she knew the whole time, like, oh, Dr. Manhattan is actually living in my house, yeah. she you know, there's sort of a layer there where she was like, I actually know she's not crazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I
1: but you know, Angela's having to play it out like, I really believe you're saying crazy things, even though I know you're you're not actually but saying Will,
0: things. we already saw Will hanging out at the true compound. A couple different times, so it's like, why would he leave? It's like she wakes up there. It's like, oh, clearly this is a safe environment for these two characters to have another because they haven't seen each other since he got lifted up in in the car. She has not seen him since that episode, and she's had all. Now she has more questions than ever, and she knows him better than ever. So why the hell would you keep them apart in that scene? It again, this finale is getting. There are so many moving pieces to to lay into this finale in a way that makes sense. I am a little. You know what I've seen so oh, yeah. far has built up great trust but I'm like man how are you? I again I go back to my metaphor of a kid sitting in a restaurant holding a lit stick of dynamite and half his fingers are blown off and he's just sitting there very calmly just like just watch this this will be cool just wait <laughs> trust like, me I, I just trust me you're like I but you're should we leave no 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 just just stay this will be cool yeah. and like, okay um i the other thing that was interesting about that episode is that and i had sort of predicted this I forget if it was publicly or not, but I thought when we saw Lori in those phone booths, I'm like, what a – Dr. Manhattan ain't listening to those messages. There's got to be some some kind of Vite Industries thing or something that's – or maybe the government is using it to just sort of spy on people. Ended up being Lady True, which is kind of fun.
1: I love the giveaway from that was like this is one of those things where we're not even going to keep it a mystery. It's just Lady True says I own and operate hundreds of these like Manhattan booths all over the world. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And well, she's collecting them. She gives away the ghost right there, and you're like, yeah, of course which, she is.
0: Which makes perfect yeah. sense. It's like, of course she'd own them. And then, likewise, um, wait, was episode – yeah, episode seven was the same one where we got the uh, trap door, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, I mean, we had these two kind of interesting reveals. We had Lady Shrew just being like, no, that's me. I, I did this. And, you know, not really masking her machinations much. And then we have – we have Lori going back to the, the Crawford house, which she had already been to once before. Remember where she came in and she walked yeah. in? We never got to see that conversation with Judd's wife. Apparently it was just standard stuff. She goes back again and Judd's wife's like basically turns on her Dr. Evil. It's like, oh shit. And she, you know, God,
1: that was so perfect.
0: <laughs> hits the, hits the, the trap door thing a couple times. It doesn't even work. And Lori's like, what are you doing? And then I, falls I mean, in just and,
1: the way she even reveals that when she was like, well, that was the original plan. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. like my face, like then they cut to Lori and I was like, she's making the exact expression I'm making right now, yeah, which was like, yeah. did you just confess?
0: <laughs> Out like, loud. what? And I even yeah. thought another sort of pet theory that I don't think we've talked about before is I kind of, I'm like, you know, if Judd isn't Dan Dreiberg, which that was put to rest, obviously in episode six, I was like, maybe his wife is like the, the secret sort of brains yeah. behind the whole thing. Cause she, he never really... They intentionally didn't focus on her much. And I'm like, what a perfect person to be like, it's her plan all along. I mean, she's part of it, but she's not the the brains behind it um, necessarily, well, at least as far as we know.
1: And not to jump around too much, but oh my God, that moment when Angela asks the question through Dr. Manhattan to Will about like, how did you know yeah. about the clan robe? And then to have her in real time realizing like, oh no, did I start all of this? Did I plant she this whole thing? She Which was such start, a crazy circular timing thing, you
0: know, but she, I don't know why she was worried because if she hadn't told him the seventh Calvary was still going to do what they were going to do. It's not right, like that, right, right, that right. plan would have been thwarted. If anything, she helped herself by sending that message to her grandfather. So he had time to prepare and think about all this and, you know, put a plan together. So I, it just, it was weird that she's like, Oh no, I'm like, no, 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 no. It's, this is okay. This is a good thing. Before we forget while we're right after that moment, the seventh Calvary comes, Guns ablazing with their like, you know, <laughs> proton cannon or whatever the hell that thing is. And the entire time I'm thinking, why John has already zapped away the kids. Like first almost the first thing he does is like, get the kids out of here. It's like, okay, so then you and Angela get out of here too. And yeah. it, it's it's yep. weird to me that he is because I I read, I mean, I was going through Reddit comments and stuff, and somebody said, Yo, Well, no, because he's aware of what's gonna happen, he can't change it. I'm like, and you can get into this big circular determinism Ugh. argument, and I don't want to do that. But it's like he already made – he already took action to get the kids to safety. Why yeah. the hell would he not do that? For Like unless well, the ending justifies the means.
1: Why would he let the cannon blast him? Like it's so weird to me that he shows up, rescues Angela, knowing that there's still someone manning the tachyon cannon or whatever. Like, and Why
0: would he turn his back to it? Like it was so right. like Angela's Angela as smart as – There's
1: so much time there for him to just melt it. Or whatever, do the thing where he pulls all the atoms apart, you know?
0: 100%. So he clearly wanted to be captured, which right, makes me think exactly. that, like, the whole game is that, look, when racists turn blue, they're good people too. And just, it just becomes this, like, hokey, like, see? Yeah. Just open your brain, open your perception. But it drives well, me nuts because Angela is way smarter than that. She was looking at him. It was clear the cannon was behind yeah, him. She yeah. could have easily been, drag it out of the way. And it's yeah. like, she's just, like, what'd you get to do? We're safe.
1: Like, and well, we've already, can't... they've already set up that thing about like the moment he truly falls in love with her is when he yeah. realizes she will sacrifice herself for him. It's like that would have been perfectly fitting for her to kick him aside, take a few shots at the cannon, and then she gets hit yeah. you know, or something. Yeah. And like she dies. Yeah. Like that actually would have made more sense to me than him just saying like, oh, no, they succeeded or whatever. a what shocking?
0: Oh, my God. Now you – planted that in my mind. What a shocking thing that would have been to have the main character die that way. I was and sure it, that that was about to happen. Well, and they are, I didn't think that at all. I love this. And I love that because they would have teased earlier in that episode when he's like, you know, I can't have kids, but I can, I can pass on my powers to a willing recipient if I wanted to. Because then if she dies, it's like, oh, look, the kids, I can basically just ask them I'm guessing the older boy would want to become like another, you know, basically become a Manhattan II or something. The girls maybe wouldn't. I don't know. Just because he seems more <laughs> he seems more of like a loner and would it would it would work. Um, but that and then he basically raises the kids. Like that would be I don't know, just it, where do you th- here's here's another question. Why do you think he sent them to Will? And why the hell was Will at a movie theater if we're to believe that? Uh did like, I get, fall asleep during this <laughs> no, she away, And she's like, where did they go? She's like, and, and, and oh, Cat that's was right. like, he tells you gra- Yeah. They're They're with yeah, your yeah. grandfather at a movie. It's like, wait, why? Well, No, he
1: says they're at that theater, which I believe is where the Tulsa massacre started. Oh, and so I think it's oh, more like they're at a together. significant place. Uh, to the staging of whatever is going on, not,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. I did not think about that at all. I,
1: I think that's what it is. Cause I think it's pretty heavily shown in those flashbacks of the massacre.
0: Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're absolutely to- right. Not
1: Totally sure. But yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. All right. So I just, I mean, why do you think, are you going to fall on the side of like, you know, circular determinism or are you like, why <laughs> wouldn't John just, you know, change well, the past?
1: I totally reject that redditor's argument because he. I feel like he is changing that. Like so, I, one of the things I've been thinking about after last night's episode was the, the the missing piece to me in the John story. Like I really liked all the stuff about the you know like why that couple why that couple is represented in the life he created on Europa and all that stuff. That's that's kind of neat. Kind of fills it in and his like awkward. You know, I understand humanity now. Um, What's missing to me is like, well, why after all that did you come back to fall in love with Angela unless you knew, like because you're living all these timelines at the same time, that this problem would arise and Angela and her grandfather were sort of like central to fixing it. And so you would have to, you know, um, ingratiate yourself in some way like. I, that's what I'm wondering. Is like I think he's already changing, quote, the past by having a relationship with Angela, mm-hmm. because I don't I don't just buy that he like came to Vietnam, Vietnam. I don't know why I keep saying it that way. Nam, Nam, um, and uh and like and like found her. You know that that just does not ring true to me. So. Yeah. I think he's already messing with the past.
0: That's my point. That's why I, I mean he's he is actively. He, it's like the it's like Schrödinger's box. He's like he's actively influencing it while living in it at the same yes. time, and he just has the extra benefit of seeing all times at once. So it would make sense. I mean, in my head canon, if he he's living all times at once that he exists in, but he can change the past and see it reflected in the future, or ch- it just seems like he can. Yeah. And the, the the struggle for him as a character is I can't mess too much because it'll just create. Too, so, so there's a difference. Here's the other side of this. There's a difference between intentionally manipulating a moment to create an outcome like, Hey, and this will be really, really pedantic, but it's like, Hey, I'm going to, I know in 10 years, if I you know invest in this stock, I could have a million dollars, you know, like, and just take a Manhattan equivalent of that. It's a very different thing to right. say, if I know that something bad is going to happen So I'm just removing us from the game board entirely and too bad unless his over, unless his heroic moment is if we go, if we, if we play along, I can actually, I can twist this. There, there is an ending to this that actually is better, but I have to, I have to be captured to make it happen. Um, Which is, you know, if that's ends up being where we're going, fine. As long as it's not, I'm telling you, man, if, if we do get an ending, which is, the 7K, you know, like maybe Keen and a couple other guys, or maybe they all turn into blue, you know, kind of blue super people. And they're just like, let's just go. And it's like, that's yeah. the ending. I'm going to be like, what the, oh. f-? <laughs> what, a, well, what a wasted arc. And
1: another ending that I I don't think would work is if they do end up getting superpowers, one or two of the members or something. And then we have one of those like gods versus gods fights that like we see (laughs) in justice league and you know, (laughs) Avengers and all that kind of shit where it's like, it's just a bunch of big blue guys like shooting laser beams at each other. Like that would be so unsatisfactory.
0: They'll, they'll subvert that if they have, I mean that's, they set, they may set it up only so they can subvert it, which would be ideal. It's like, Oh, you think that's where that's going to happen? No, I just, they can't, I don't, man, mm. How, let me ask you, how what is, do you like this depiction of Dr. Manhattan? We've only ever had one sort of cinematic version before. Um, and if you I don't know if you ever saw that motion. There's like somebody, I, did, I forget. No, I didn't
1: actually. The, I motion, the, yeah. the motion
0: comic that they did, where it's which is like, I think it's even Alan Moore doing the Rorschach voice because it's all like, oh, I love the night. And it's just, it's very droll. But that was the only other sort of non-book version of Dr. Manhattan. So we've only ever had truly one, which is the Billy Crudup, Zack Snyder verse one, which I'm fine with. What'd you think of this version? Like, I mean, it's, does it mesh better for you? I actually thought,
1: I I was actually surprised that it did not seem too different, that it all kind of fit for me. Um, I like the way they handled the voice. Like she makes a comment about that. And even though it's clearly like his voice,
0: you know, (laughs) Before he did, you did a great job prince. of doing yeah. sort of innocent monotone without it being right. hokey. You yeah, know, it's I like yeah, oh, this is what it is. Um, but here's a question. I was a little, my shock was they spent most of episode eight not showing you his face. And I'm like, oh, that they're just going to play into that. We're going to hear him and see him, but not see his face so that you can almost imagine, you know, the movie and this kind of exist in the same universe. That's exactly what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. And then, and you could still believe that because the, the, you know, the, the, the fully realized Dr. Manhattan is basically the same design, um, By the way, fun little Easter egg. Well, two. I have two Easter eggs for you. One, they reference 2009 as when Angela and John meet. That's when the Zack Snyder movie came out. February, January February of 2009. So that's fun. And number two, I learned this after the fact. When they were auditioning, um, they cast Regina as Angela, and then they were reading in Cal... They knew they were casting Doctor Manhattan too, but the you know the people auditioning for Cal did not. They cast Yaya, and then they told them like, "and by the way, you are also going to be Doctor Manhattan." So it's like they you know, oh. which is tricky because they had to find. Here's the thing that really, that I found most interesting. Remember in The Watchmen, the Zack Snyder movie. Obviously, Billy Crudup's a good-looking guy, but he's not like this built Hulk, you know, hulking you know sort of, <laughs> sort of guy. And the CG Doctor Manhattan was just purely CG. Yaya Abdul-Mateen is just a, he's a beautiful man. Yeah. Yeah. And so like (laughs) they actually had him naked walking across the snow with, and he was just him and it's like, Oh crap. So they can actually have, they don't have to even CGI this guy. (laughs) They can just like make him glow in blue. And it's like, he is Dr. Manhattan. I thought that was kind of interesting. It's like, wow, they really, they really cast. And they cast it so perfectly because he, he has to be this unassuming guy when he's Cal. Yeah. Where he's not distracting enough, where you just kind of don't think about him too much. And it's like, hey, he's just going to be there. And then he has to turn out this dual performance once he's revealed. That just, what a brilliant move, I thought.
1: Yeah. I, and it's so funny, too, to, like, think back. And this is one of those things that will be revealed even more when we watch it after the s- series is done. Um, I, there's that part after the funeral where one of the kids asks about death. Yeah. And he just in this, like, totally flat tone. is like... No, there is no heaven. Like the switch just turns off. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, he just he he basically gives a Doctor Manhattan answer without even knowing that he is Doctor Manhattan. Sort of, you know, on the conscious level.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about Lady True real quick. Yeah, uh, we gotta hit her. Let's go back to Will. Why would Will trust her? Like, it makes sense why he trusts Doctor Manhattan, but why would he trust <sighs> her? Well, for uh, yeah, to jump just
1: a sideways jump that flashback to Manhattan meeting Will. I loved that. Mm -hmm. I just loved that. Everything about that, that whole idea and the way it was set up in 2009. Um, but yeah, lady true does not. I mean, on one hand, uh, I want to, I want to give her the credit of like, she's one of those people who's, who's got some nuts ideas, but she, shows you what she can do in order to prove herself, it's kind of like, I don't need to like convince you of this. I'll just show you that I can do it. That's great. But a ton of the stuff she shows is pretty freaky and like Mm -hmm. not great. So yeah, I'm in the same place of like, why would you trust her with this? I mean, I guess she's the only person that could, that you could do it. Yeah, I could stop
0: this. But is she trying to? Okay, so what is her ultimate aim? Because it, I mean, obviously she's got she's got plans within plans, like it's goddamn Dune. But what is her? Let's start with the Millennium Clock. What is, what do you think that is truly for? Because they've already turned it on. It's not like they turn it on and all the white supremacists just you know get brainwashed. That's it's it's working. It's on. But what is its true point? Oh, no. That's a great question.
1: Um... But it definitely has something to do with what whatever they're doing, right? Like it's it's gonna mess with their little teleporter thing. You'd think so,
0: but is yeah. it also, or is it? I mean, she clearly has a, a love of Vite. Is that some kind of scoop to to bring him off of Europa? Because the other, I'm I'm already starting to like put all trying to trying to pregame this this finale. If John, <laughs> so so you can't have an you can't have a season two. With and have it be interesting and have Doctor Manhattan still running around. So I'm almost thinking they have to they have to kill him. Yeah, he's got to um, go. But so then, if they kill him, how the hell do they get Adrian off of Europa? What is the whole point of that storyline, oh. except to get him off Europa? Maybe Trues like thing, I mean, she obviously has a she she loves the yeah. guy. She has a statue of him in her in her garden. Yeah. she Maybe bought all
1: she, of his former works, all his copyrighted material. Exactly,
0: it's all still there. Maybe she's the only person on it. Because remember in in episode eight. Um, eight, when we meet Adrian back at Karnak, which by the way, I loved the show's depiction of Karnak. It was just like, you you could see the, um, it's very, very, very comics, uh, loyal in terms of the design. You could see, you see his like dome and like the glass is all broken in from when John, you know, got big and like, you know, crashed into it and everything. And so, um, Adrian's in his thing and it's just, it's his like layer, which I love the movie one too, but this, it's crazy how much the show took things that the movie did okay and just made them so much better. Yeah. Um, and that was one of them. And you see him there. And I just, I am more and more, I was really not a, a big fan of casting Jeremy Irons as this. And the more I see him on screen, I'm like, Oh my God, I almost want, I almost want to HBO to just redo the Watchmen with, you know, Gene Smart being de-aged as a Lord. Just, <laughs> I just want to see it. Cause I'm like, God, how would, the more I see uh, Jeremy Irons playing in this character, I'm like, God, this is a much more nuanced and interesting character. But when he's like, when he was, where was I going with this? Oh, he's like, I, um, you know, I did all this for humanity and no one cares. And like the, f- the few people who actually know what I did, they don't care, which makes you think, oh, his, his message to Robert Redford just completely fell on deaf ears. You know, remember in that yeah. thing where yeah. we're looking glasses watching and he gives his little intro and he's like, for the next six hours, I'm going to tell you. And I was like, God, yeah. that's a long, I can almost imagine Redford going, I don't care. Just like turning it off. Like, so it, you almost see Adrian Veidt, like in the state, like nobody cares. Lady True might be the only person on Earth who truly cares and like who knows what he did, who cares and like is almost like the ultimate fangirl. Like, look, I'm inspired by you, but I want we need to restore you to your glory, and we're gonna bring you back to Earth. Like that would be kind of cool if that if that's truly her game is to bring him back. It removes some of her agency, so maybe not. I don't know. Um, yeah. Otherwise, what's the what's the clock for? Like, I mean, so going back to my question of why would Will trust her if she plays a crucial role? Because you know he's had a ten-year head start on on all of this, so he's had not only time but you know resources. He inherited all of Nelson's, um, you know, wealth and 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 assets and everything. So he's had a lot of time to plan and prepare. My guess is I mean, he may have met Lady True at some you know benefit or something. It's like, hey, let's team up, and it's gonna be really interesting. To see. I can't wait to come back to this you know to this episode and kind of like fill in all the the blanks with what we see next week. Um, what do you think? I mean, if you had a call right now, what do you think the Millennium Clock is for? What do you, I mean, it's in Tulsa, it's gigantic, it's mysterious, it's it's working, so it's whatever it's doing is is already happening, yeah. so to speak.
1: I, well, um, so I think one of the things that's like just not been clear, or I just haven't understood it is that whole teleportation thing, whatever they called it. And we see in the flashback this week to, um, Adrian where he's just like a dumping the like squid through the little teleportation hole.
0: So I'm glad and, we an answer to answer that, by the way.
1: Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Dr. Manhattan's like, I see you're still <laughs> messing with people with this, you know? Um, I, I thought it would be some, I thought the millennium uh, tower would be some sort of like disruptor to that, you know, ah, okay. like, it's going to catch him in, in mid-transport or something. But I do see, especially after like all the points you raised, that maybe this is some sort of uh, way of amplifying that ability so that she can go get Adrian Veidt on Europa or send all of the racists there or vice versa. <laughs> I don't Wouldn't know. I, I also think that would be too cute an ending, but I wonder <laughs> if she knows what's been going on there. Because uh, she knows, yeah. you know, she's somehow observed and been clever enough to figure out that the Dr. Manhattan on on Mars is a recording. Yeah. And it does sound from from John confessing that in this episode that that's who that is or that's what that is. It makes it sound like, well, John set that up. Yeah. You know, it's otherwise he would have said like, oh, I worked with Adrian to do this. I think he just would have been forthcoming about it. But he wasn't. So I think he set up that weird little thing so that people wouldn't know he was back on Earth. So she somehow figured that out. Maybe she's also been looking at Europa and figured out what's going on over there. I don't know. That sounds so weird. Or did she have the satellite that saw Adrian's message of save me? Is that a true satellite?
0: Let's talk about Adrian for the rest of this because kind of all paths flow through him somehow. How did he know? Let's start there. He, He knew a satellite would be coming around at that particular time. And maybe it's just in orbit around Europa, and he's just been tracking it. But it seems like it's that—that that would be weird. So he—he yeah. he knew somehow he was signaling somebody. It would have to be somebody who's like, wait, Adrian invites on Europa? What the hell? Like that's—that's that's a weird thing to learn, right? And you're just like, what? And he spelled out, "Save me" with these bottles. Like, what? So yeah, Lady True would be an ideal person to intercept that. Um, unless he just, so, unless he knew like a Vite satellite was just already, maybe that's right. what it is. You know? Yeah. Good point. He knows his own satellite. It's like Bruce Wayne. He's got stuff everywhere and he's got, you know, there's a Vite satellite that was doing deep, 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 so, you know, solar system studying lady true owns that satellite. So, you know, now that she's acquired Vite industries and so she would, yeah. some, somebody in her camp would have seen that, and um, to not to mis- no, confusing
1: no. everyone else as much as I am confused uh, because I was almost about to get out like a spreadsheet last night to try to figure out the timelines. But I think we know because of the trial that that escape attempt happened a year before the events of the yeah. show. Yeah. So basically oh, she that is not in present time. So she could have seen this a year ago,
0: That's right. figured
1: it out and then moved to Tulsa like okay you know this is she's a moving plan. fast she's yeah, moving. we she exactly. saw in one episode
0: yes. they were very explicit like she's buying a bland like crazy fast and she's building this thing crazy fast um i forgot all about that you're absolutely right and maybe that's the only reason the trial was 365 I days long i kinda wonder that yeah cuz that was i mean it was a it was a really funny moment It's like the day 365 of this trial and you're like ha ha, ha. but i like that deeper meaning of like no 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 this has been going on a year since he did that it just it, well, I love. Ooh, I love that. Yeah.
1: Not to be too much of a space nerd about it, but I doubt that 365 days is a year on Europa. So at the uh, time, that's that's I was true. like, Were they talking about 365 Earth days, or you know, like that's what went through my head? But then, but then now that we're talking about all this, I'm thinking like, oh, maybe that was to establish that the save me message had been out for one Earth year.
0: You know. Right. How long is a day on Europa? Three. Are you, are you <laughs> asking? Google. Yeah, three point five five Earth days is one day on Europa. So it may uh, even be longer than, <laughs> than that. Um, what do you th- what you think about that oh, whole? Oh, tri- My God. I mean, I, I love this theory. I'm that lovin- would be
1: about ten years. Seriously? Yeah. Right. Three hundred sixty five days times three point five would be. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. You may have just cracked this case <laughs> I, I, I don't think so I, it's so inexact like uh, but then here's the, okay so much much let's let's years, I think,
0: let's but. del well, still that's that makes great they wouldn't have revealed that fact if not for some other that's just one of those Lindelofian things where it's just like, I'm just gonna put this right here and it's not gonna mean anything right now but in a couple of episodes you're gonna care a lot um, <laughs> why do you think what do you think the trial was all about like why do you think okay let me back up who do you think the the uh, huntsman or the the, the game, game, warden. game warden is I don't know isn't that weird and then cuz i'm even more confused before cuz he was like i thought well maybe he's like the first i i really sort of yeah. i i had figured the whole europa thing was what it was i'm like it was clearly cuz John at the end of Watchmen was like I'm going to go cre- I've had enough of life on earth I'm going to go create some. So it's like well clearly he created Europa. The question the only question in my mind was did he imprison Adrian there or is it something else? Right, and fortunately right, right. it's I like I like what they ended up doing in better. I, I agree, yeah. But then the, I thought well maybe the game one's like the first the first guy you know he's just still there but that's not true because he's like, look, yeah. I was there in the beginning before he even started making this stuff. So I'm like, well who are you? like what is, who are you? What is all this? Is and there, he's like
1: oh man he wouldn't take no. off
0: his mask you know even in that moment if, of all the moments for him to like reveal himself he did not. So then it's like well then who are you like the first attempt by John to create something and just went awry like what what is that guy?
1: Oh God, is it Eddie Blake?
0: <laughs> Holy crap. Like a, re- a reincarnated Eddie Blake to like, I don't. Yeah. That's really that's. Wait, is that his name? Edward. Edward Blake is a is a comedian. Um, a comedian died in New York. Edward Blake, the comedian. Yeah.
1: <laughs> is he? But um, is it someone else from the Minutemen universe? That's because my The mask question. and the little. Yes. Okay.
0: okay. And I'm wondering. I. Mm, it wouldn't. <sighs> this is a really far, I say this knowing full well that I was like, Judd might be Dan. Maybe that guy's Dan. And I don't know why oh. he's younger, but it's like, well, he's, and I say this for two very specific reasons. One, the mask. It's like, well, I, I like what you're thinking. It's like, maybe this is some person from the Watchmen universe that we've seen before. And two, there are only, let's see, Rorschach, Manhattan. there's only four people who truly know what, what Adrian did. Uh, Laurie, Dan, John, rorschach rorschach's dead so it's those three we know it's not john we know laurie's on earth dan we don't know where he is we don't know quite what he's up to it hasn't been revealed yet it's very mysterious you'd think that like the person most upset about what adrian did would probably be dan or laurie and if dan's there i mean that's uh, why would dan be there i don't know it seems really far-fetched why would what if be it's hollis there? but then why would he be younger? Like that's, it's just like, he's a younger guy. He's a more, you know, who knows? Here's a better question. Why, how do you think Adrian, it's now that I'm thinking back through this, like he, that, that mansion, that sort of manor house was not of him. It was just sort of put there. So he had to invent like tomatoes, like just with the technology of his time and he didn't invent like all these things like that. I, I kind of love the sort of subtle way that like Adrian invites a genius. He had to create like all this stuff just from shit around this house, like genetically engineered tomatoes. He had to figure out how to build like a, a machine to like a, you know, rapidly age, like, you know, swamp babies and all this stuff. So it's just like that. Well, no, no Manhattan said he did that. No, 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 no. But remember Adrian t- plucks them out of the water, takes them to like his basement laboratory, puts them in like the oh, microwave. That's true. And turns but, it on. It's like he built all that just with shit. The shit he just found around the manor house. Like it wasn't like he brought yeah. it along all eight. And I say this because we saw very specifically. Like John goes, "All right, I'll send you there now." He just sends him there. Um, the other question is, how did he get his costume up there? So maybe other stuff came along with him, or I, that's another good question too. Like, why is the costume there? And then why is he wearing it during the trial? Like, why <laughs> is such theater and formality? And then why is he not? doing anything about it, it makes me wonder was he just so bored? Like, did he fall into the same, like, cause remember when we first meet him, he's he's riding in on his horse. He's all like, hello everybody. He's all very chipper and happy. And by the next time he's like, oh God. And it makes me wonder if he didn't discover what John did, which is like these people, there's nothing interesting. Like, yeah, they just yeah. love, but they don't know. They don't care. Like nothing yeah. interesting ever happens here. So he starts to like have his little plays and like, you know, he just starts to disregard them as even people. They're just like, they're just things that he can just do with what he wants. I'm almost wondering, when he was sitting there at the trial, somebody mentioned, like, he looks, he looked like he was having a, a sincerely contritious moment. I'm like, I don't know if contritious is a word, like a contrite <laughs> moment. Um, and I'm like, no, uh, no, no, no. I think he was bored to tears. I think he was sitting there like, oh, Christ, I'm still I, here. Yeah. It's still happening. And uh, whatever. Anything. I about- think
1: it was it was just proof to him, like, this all means nothing. Like, whatever yeah. I do, there are no consequences. So go ahead and put me through this stupid court thing, You you know.
0: Like Something is happening that's interesting that's not just me repeating the same year again and again and again. And yeah.
1: Again. Well, Although we did explain your Groundhog Day, don't you think?
0: <laughs> not <laughs> – no. now, okay. now that you say that, no, it's, okay, I, I think the Groundhog Day thing is, is is no longer apropos because we know these clones just are sort of blind. They're just blindly allegiant to whoever is ahead, yeah. you know, lording over them. So they would make the same birthday cake. every. And so my guess – Yeah, now they're today, just trying but,
1: to serve. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So my guess now is that that birthday cake was, was the anniversary cake, I should say was accurate. There was like what, five or six years of the, of the cake. And then he was in the trial, which was at least a year in earth terms, but probably more if we want to go by the question is, are we going by Europa days or, or earth days? In either case, that was like another year where stuff just happened, um, that just passed the time. So I, I definitely don't think it was a groundhog day. It wasn't a loop. It wasn't some kind of. You know, it, it, it was a snow globe, but not in that in that sort of. like. I,
1: I agree. Yeah. I don't think it was a, a Groundhog Day situation. It was just a, the repetitive behavior because of the circumstance. Like we know the circumstances now, of like, yeah, those yeah. people just have to serve. And for whatever reason, that's what they've learned to do.
0: What do you think? The I mean, were you surprised to see a post credit scene? <laughs>
1: um, uh, I, I'll get I'll be totally honest with you. I was more surprised to read about it in your notes just now. You
0: didn't stick uh, around for the post-credit scene? No. And oh, just a note
1: dude. to all people who make films, stop putting post-credit <laughs> scenes. That's so fucking stupid.
0: I was shocked. So can I tell you what it was? Do you, you want to? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So so it, it, it was so... Uh, it was so the Shazam post-credit scene, he's sitting in his prison, the, uh, the game warden comes in. He's like, you know, basically dresses him down a little bit more. is like, you know, you asked for all this. And then he's like, and by the way, here's another cake. And he gives him a cake and has like seven or eight candles on it or something. And he's like, and he's just sitting there like, Oh Christ. And, um, and he looks at the cake and there's, you remember that one scene when, uh, Crookshanks or hang, what's the guy's name? No, Crookshanks is the girl. Phillips, Mr. Phillips gives him like a horseshoe to cut the cake, and he's like, this "Yeah, is cut a cake." They had actually, they, had, they had, Remember the Crookshanks lawyer gave him a wink during the trial, and they never really paid that yeah. off. Well, they actually baked a horseshoe into the cake, um, as like a I guess, like as a way for him to to get out. Just so trying he takes to get him, out, yeah. And he starts to Shawshank his way out of the prison, and you're like, "Well, that seems..." why would you go through all the trial and stuff just to get to like, this just seems so pedantic for Adrian Veidt to have to like do all this. Um, and it was a weird post credit scene. Cause he's just like, aha, Ha-ha! he just starts laughing as he's digging his way out of, out of his oh my God. jail cell. So it was just, it was very strange. It makes me wonder like, have they just complete, it goes back to my original point. Like kind of feels like the show that they were, originally building they're like yeah it's just not as fun anymore let's just do the Watchmen and it's just like they kinda, <laughs> they're they just like let's just make it kooky and bunkers and fun and you are like and that's fine but it's like you guys were doing something laying very specific groundwork and the wackier Adrian Veidt gets the more you're sort of betraying that original sensibility I, I maybe again if they can stick the landing it'll have all been worth it and I guess we'll find yeah. out in less than a week <laughs> I must return to my home planet now <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know Poochie was from space. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know. So, so let's let's uh, can we can we bang through some quick questions? Yeah, for yeah. Um, will Doctor Manhattan die? I, yes. What do you say? I was what? gonna originally say no, but now that we have oh. talked through the Lady True, because I'm like he somebody has to save Adrian or rescue. Mm, Adrian, mm, I should mm, say, mm. and if, I think Lady. I actually like Lady True being that person better. So I think Doctor Manhattan will die. A because it's really expensive to do that character. B um, if he's hanging around, it's it's like it's the same yeah. problem for the show that it happens uh, in the world. Like if there's this crazy, none of these superheroes matter as long as he's walking around. And so yeah. like you got to get him off the board somehow in a way that satisfies this story and these characters, and then sort of paves the way for a season two. I, totally. Will any of the Seventh Calvary gain his powers? Do you think? I don't.
1: Uh, I would not be surprised if Keen did. Um, I was going to say
0: Keen, too. Do you, is it going to be like one of those things where it's like Jafar, where he gets it for like a moment <laughs> and it's like he realizes like, oh, I can't. hold, And he just disintegrates or it goes wrong or something. Well,
1: uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious how they're setting up the like, quote unquote, science around this, which I think is interesting, you know. Um, yeah.
0: Whatever. But, whatever happened to the lube guy? Who do you think that? Is? What do you think that's all about? <laughs> well, I, the only for those of you wondering, like it's the dude that Angela was chasing, yeah. who greased himself up with lube and like slid, like he's going down the uh, uh, into the sewer. Into the yeah. sewer, but he slid like he was on ice. It was just yeah. it was crazy, and it's like what a crazy character to introduce and then never talk about again. Right,
1: right. <laughs> it would have made more sense if we kept seeing zany bad guys like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, I originally thought maybe that was Petey for some weird reason, but it's like well um, that makes. Why would he be running around doing that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. I, boy, what if lube man
1: comes to the rescue of everybody? I, I really think that was just, that was truly
0: like window dressing, like, you know, but then what's, uh, that just seems like a crazily interesting. I, yeah. I, mean, I need to go back yeah. and rewatch because maybe there, maybe there sort of was more context that it was missing. Um, what do you think happens to Lori? Uh, I don't know. Um, do
1: you have guesses, prognostications?
0: Because we haven't seen Dan yet. It would be, it it would be weird to get, to, to knock her off and not have, and then have Dan be like, Oh, I was in jail the whole time. Like I can't, you need a reunion and you need Jean Smart in the series as long as you can possibly have her. Um, I think. Her, her involvement is instrumental into what happens to John, like Keen invited her to Tulsa. So now that we know that Keen's kind of the mastermind, it's like, oh, we're going to kidnap Dr. Manhattan. We better have his former squeeze there too, in case we can't. And and now that I'm thinking out loud, I almost wonder if, because remember the whole, the other big question this whole time was why did Judd become so buddy buddies with Angela when he's sort of a secret white supremacist too? Like why, you know, what was that all about? And I'm almost wondering if he wasn't you know, supposed to like, almost like infiltrate her to make sure that Cal was John Osterman really. Or if not that, or mm-hmm. maybe in addition to that, maybe he was there to sort of like condition her down. So when the moment came, they could use her as a, as bait or as something to capture, you know, to get John. And maybe Lori was like the backup plan. So it's like either way, we're going to have somebody John cares about in our, in our presence so that we force him to do this thing that we need him to do. Well, um, so doesn't
1: uh, mrs. Crawford the the plan she says well that was originally the plan um, that is the seven that is the keen becoming president yes and then the white supremacist secretly ruling plan yeah yeah and then she's but but basically she says we changed it because we learned of the presence of dr. Manhattan yeah. So, and how do we know that they know how?
0: Do we know how
1: they know of Doctor Manhattan? I'm almost wondering
0: now. I'm, this just popped in my head. I'm almost wondering if the night that sh- that the two shooters came in, shooter one, she she does away with. Shooter two, Cal zaps away. I'm almost wondering if Judd didn't come in shortly thereafter, and uh, or, or or Judd saw like some flash of blue light. Ooh, yeah. I would love it. I would love it if there was a. A little, you could even be a throwaway line where, like, you know, everybody assembles at like the the, you know, the secret headquarters for the, the finale, and they're like, "We thought it was you," like meaning Angela. Like, we thought Manhattan right. was you. We didn't think it was your husband because you know you were you were in danger, and you right. got, and maybe that's why they got so cozy with her. It's like maybe you're Manhattan. Like, let's just find out. Like well, that would make sense.
1: You raise an interesting question. Do you think there's going to be a Jud Crawford flashback in the last episode? Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> there. Ha- Don Johnson can't th- This can't I be know. see of him. He's, he's, you know, I realized too, he did the same thing almost verbatim happened to Don Johnson in the series of, um, I just forgot the damn name of this. The movie. It's the movie that, uh, uh Robert Rodriguez directed, but Quentin Tarantino was in with George Clooney. What the hell's that movie called George? Hang on. Yeah.
1: Clooney. The, um, uh, the, uh, vampire bar thing, whatever. Yeah.
0: Oh, from Dust till dawn. So yeah. the series of from Dust till dawn, Don Johnson plays the Michael Parks cop character that in the movie, like is in the very first scene when he comes in and he's like talking to the, the convenience store owner and then they blow him away. That was Don Johnson of the series. So in episode 1, he dies, spoilers. And then in through the rest of the episodes like they just do flashbacks to like that character. And it's like <laughs> so here here it is again. It's like he must just love playing cops who die and then have to He's like the immortal Sean Bean. You got it. You know what? <laughs> he still gets killed and everything, but he's like a listen in flash By the By the way, quick quick aside, I saw Knives Out over Thanksgiving. That movie uh the oh, yeah. uh, sort of Anthony Christie Johnson. murder mystery yeah, Ryan Johnson. Don Johnson's in that too. It's like we are. A lot of people are having this moment, but we're we are truly living in the Renaissance right now. Like it, he is having this just beautiful. Like I'm in every. I'm, he's like the white Samuel L. Jackson. He's like I'm just in everything. I'm delightful to be you know, to be around. It's just like you just want to see more of Don Johnson. And who would have thought the guy from Miami Vice was just? I even think back to like Django Unchained when I was like Don Johnson, huh? Interesting. And then he just crushed that movie too. He's just sort Man. of. He's just, he's having this beautiful time in his career. And I just, I'm, I'm enjoying and where
1: it. is Philip Michael
0: Thomas and where's Tubbs? <laughs> come on justice uh, for Tubbs. He is That's hanging nice. out with Andrew Ridgely and the, uh, the other guy <laughs> from the Apollo mission that was in the sh- the rocket when uh, buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong went down to the, to the moon. Like they're all, they all have a support group for each other uh, and, and, uh, and, uh, Garfunkel they're all, yeah, <laughs> they're all there. Okay. One more, a couple more questions. What happens to Angela?
1: I have no idea when she did not get blasted by the tachyon cannon. I was like, well, I don't know what's going to go on now. Um, I think she's going to be captured by seventh cavalry and taken maybe. And so she's probably going to meet up with Lori and that's what we're going to see next week. Um, what do you think
0: happens to the kids and what happens to will?
1: Um, I, I feel like they're going to sync up with the lady true side of things. What do you think?
0: Yeah. That's the most likely. So it all really does come down to the very first scene in this entire series was the Tulsa wall, the black wall street massacre. Like that was how we were introduced to this series, to this world. So it only makes sense for them to bookend that in a meaningful way. And if Will and the kids are at that theater where it all began, yeah, makes me wonder like, what's the symmetry of the story? Like where are they, t- you know, they're, They've done a great to their credit, they've done a brilliant job of making this about race, but not exclusively about race. It's not like, oh, we're just gonna shove it in your face. It's like, no, 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 they're telling a very nuanced story about race that is impactful today, but could have been just as relevant 10 years ago, 20 years ago, et cetera.
1: Yeah. I, uh, well, I so there is a little clue that we get, which is um uh, True's mother daughter tells Cal that he can't come in because they're about you know they're about to turn on the millennium clock
0: around. oh my god you're right so you can't
1: <gasps> come into the compound so if will and and the kids know. are truly she, outside the compound
0: but she but, but wait wait the the mother daughter would have known that cal was dr manhattan like she would have been keenly aware of that
1: true and so it's like you can't come so in maybe they're just keeping him out
0: we may disrupt your we may kill you if you come in I mean, yeah. yeah what that's, because that's true because angela they, escapes
1: and she just – and it's like brute force. She runs right through Red Menace and whoever.
0: So maybe the, the Millennium Clock is issuing some sort of interference or some kind of particle acceleration, something going on. That just for Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Or, or, or like if they if the 7th Cavalry succeeds – ooh, I'm going to call it right now. The 7th Cavalry is going to succeed in at least turning Keene and maybe a couple others into – into Dr. Manhattan and then the the millennium clock is basically like a giant it will basically destabilize the Manhattan gene let's just say for simple you know, simplification and so she'll turn that on she'll basically like activate that and anybody who is of uh, who's a Manhattan kind of person will just instantly die so John won't have to sacrifice himself, sacrifice himself but he will have to be a casualty of the war and that it, you know we have to get rid of all mm, yeah too so maybe that's i i like that a lot more. Hmm. I'm, 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 I'm going to stick with that. that's that's my cow for the uh, for the finales. Is that because <laughs> because you do? I mean, they've teased this up. They can't not show at least one of them going. I mean, you see kind of like a naked Keen in a in a machine or you know looking through a window. Um, you know, much like John was in when he he got turned. You see that in like the the next, You mm-hmm. I know you don't watch the next week credits, but you see Keen in like this room and the really quick flash. You're like, okay, so he clearly, and, and me being the leader, he'd be the first one to go through the process anyway. So you can't like tease all this stuff and then not show it. And they even did the hard work. Remember back when Jeremy Irons or sorry, when Veidt was doing his little play, they've already set it up so that Keep in mind, a lot of the audience watching this has not read the book. So they kind of have to show you, hey, look, when a person goes into this thing to become Dr. Manhattan, like they burn away, like they kind of seeded that already. So they could. And John said it
1: in this last
0: episode. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to see that paid off to some extent. But I think I like this idea. The only question is then how the hell does Adrian get rescued? And maybe that's for another day. But like that millennium clock thing will prevent anybody from ever becoming. Lady True recognizes that as like the most existential threat. Like look, that everybody has the technology now. Just like anybody can have can make a bomb in their house and be like, a, you know, you don't need a an army to be, you know, to, to disrupt the world. You can like hack a, you know, hack the stock market or build a bomb in your kitchen. Like everybody you see these these like, you know, Oklahoma like Hicks are building like a Manhattan sort of, you know, they're building a, tra- a tele you know, teleport and all these kinds of things. So like the technology is out there. So she thinks, Oh, the greatest existential threat to the world is other people becoming Dr. Manhattan. And she even says, it when she's telling, when she's telling Angela, she's, you know, the grand plan, she's like, they're going to find him and kill him. And then they're going to become him. She says it with almost kind of like this, like, She's she's angry about it. She's like, this can't happen. So I would almost imagine building this clock mm. is like, look, nobody will be will have that power ever again. Yeah. And I'm gonna see I'm gonna basically create like this this field across the earth that will prevent anybody, but it also means Dr. Manhattan himself can't exist either anymore.
1: And that's okay. I, as you were saying this, I'm literally in real time thinking. She is the Watchman's like you know everything in Watchmen is like the funhouse mirror of a superhero, yeah. And she is the funhouse mirror version of Iron Man, Ooh, who's like, who's yeah. like, I'm so smart, and I got out of MIT when I was sixteen. Oh, you're right. And then I bought it, and then but like, <laughs> strangely, like all their inventions go to shit. Like, well, nostalgia didn't turn out the way I wanted, and yeah. you know, it turns out that all I'm doing is selling weapons to t- terrorists, oh, and like,
0: God, you're right. <laughs> So yeah, oh, what would Iron man, man do? That's what Lady True is gonna do. Holy crap, you're totally and she's but she's playing it. So you know what? She is as cocksure as Tony's Stark. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's just a little weirder, but not by much. But like, I'm gonna recreate. You know, if Tony had the the time and the capability, he'd probably resurrect Howard too and do a genetic clone and then like and here's your oh, Jesus, I mean, what uh
1: it's Iron Man 2, right? Where he's got the whole like illusory like past life that he can like, you know, they like he can go into as himself and interact with his parents. He's
0: yeah. An Iron Man 2. Uh, it's like, no, no, no. That's uh civil war because they build, remember, um, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal leads the team that builds the, the Jake 3d. Gyllenhaal. You haven't seen Spider-Man far from home yet. Have you?
1: I have not actually, but yeah. he's, stop he's right in there. civil war.
0: Not in. Oh, or the retroactively retroactively. Right, right. Gotcha. Yeah, Just yeah. Put it that way. Um, I probably said too much. We'll stop right there, but no, but, um, but, um, uh, no, I love that. I love that. I never, I I love it because I wasn't looking for it, but it makes so much sense now. Like everybody's an amalgam of, or some kind of, some kind of reference to something, actual The whole point of Watchmen is to take, I mean, let's go back. The original Watchmen book was, Hey, let's take the Charlton characters. The Question, the uh, you know, Blue Beetle, um, all these you – know, f- I forget what the Dr. Manhattan guy's name is. Yeah, names. I know. Okay. Um, the Adamers, no, not, something like that. Um, let's take these characters and do something interesting with them. And we're going to give them to Alan Moore and, and and Dave Gibbons. And those two guys said, we like these characters, but let's make – we're going to take them and make sort of – mirrors funhouse mirrors of them to your point and do something really interesting. And in the process do a meta commentary on the entire state of the comics and superhero industry anyway. So you can almost see Lindelof going, okay, well that's an interesting idea. We could do the same. There's been enough Marvel and comics movies. So people have a baseline of understanding of what the tropes and the cliches are. Let's subvert that. And I see them, but they're having to subvert that and subvert your expectations of what Watchmen is at the same time. So there's a lot going on, but I love that. Intra- You're absolutely right. She is the Tony Stark of this unit. Let's just, I I, let's just leave it there. I love that. <laughs> I can't think of anything better to add on to that. Perfect. Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> we are gonna we would keep rambling, so I'm just going to – I'm we're, we should call it right now. We'll just Let's call cal it up. on this episode. Let's do it. Um, and if you want to find more about Panelism, usually we talk about comic books. Um, I don't even know if I should say usually, but you can find us on Instagram at panelism.ink, I-N-K. You can also find us on the web at panelism.ink, and you can find and download this podcast anywhere podcasts are found and downloaded. We're just called Panelism, and you should find us. Um, wow we did it. did it we're holding our breath for six days six until we see if yeah. that landing gets stuck
0: Ooh, We will boy. be, and, and, and we will certainly be back next week to talk about it um, because yeah if they stick that landing man this will just be a our next episode will just be us gushing and just be like oh my god did you see if they don't stick the landing it's gonna be a lot of me bitching yeah. and yeah. talking about what could have been so yeah. yep, that's what I look forward to folks We'll see the we'll see you then.